0: Welcome to F-World Problems and Solutions, Episode 10. You can find this podcast at fworldpodcast.com and also on iTunes and I believe now Spotify. I think it's working. So this is a special episode about coronavirus, uh, COVID-19. There are several things that have been suggested. You know, they typically suggest that you wash your hands all the time that you don't touch or come into contact with um, the viruses that's it's left on surfaces. And some of the things that I was reading on Fox News um, in particular, I've also been reading CNN and everywhere I can, but Fox News had an article saying that the coronavirus can li- live for up to, I think it was three days on plastic or metal surfaces. So the thing is, it's like, The way I see it is getting this virus, it comes down to odds, okay? So if you haven't traveled, that's great. If you've come into contact with a person who's positive, your odds are very high of getting it. Um, If there's people in your community who've had it, who've been confirmed, then you haven't come into contact with them. So the line is they're still saying that there's a low chance that you could get it. It's not the end of the world. That being said, let's begin. There's something I specifically want to get into here. There's a book that I read a while ago. Um, It's called Greek Fire, Poison Arrows and Scorpion Bombs, Biological and Chemical Warfare in the Ancient World. Now, how does this apply? Um, It's a really good book and it's really about the history of using biological warfare and i think as simple as it as as simple as it is going back in time people used biological warfare and didn't even know it they would use poison or they would use um you know poison arrows they would use um they would put infected uh, meat or you know soldiers who were sick from the plague they would try to put that uh into those people or bodies into wells that were used for drinking water in enemies drinking water. Um, So that type of thing goes far back. Now, the most important, most interesting and relevant thing about this book is it pointed out that virulence is very important, key item. So virulence is the ability for a virus to spread. Uh, How deadly is a virus? The more deadly a virus is, the less likely it is to spread. So like the flu, we get the flu every year, and the flu can be spread very easily. People do f- die from the flu every year. I believe the number is around 0.01%. I could be wrong. Um, so the thing about that is, is it's not a very effective killer as far as how many people die. That's why it spreads so easily. Um, also, the, the period of time it takes for the symptoms to manifest and person is sick is also kind of related to how well, how good the virus is at killing people. So here's the thing about COVID-19. It's very good at spreading. Maybe not as good as the flu, maybe as good as the flu. The thing is, when the flu tracks, when the flu when the flu spreads, typically we don't follow it as closely as we've been following this. So I wouldn't know how how to compare that. So um I would say that we're watching it closer, but it's probably about three percent they're saying how good it is at killing. So I find that to be encouraging in a weird sort of way. Um Just one more thing. I'm not a doctor and there's a lot of information out there that could be potentially um, wrong. And um, some people I hear are trying to get crazy views out of YouTube for doing just that. They're trying to make a big, scary story and they're trying to just pump out information and just get people to watch and panic, you know, I'm desperately hungry for YouTube views as well. You can also visit my YouTube channel, Simprilliant, S-I-M-P-R-I-L-L-I-A-N-T. Ha ha. Anyway, so, but the, there's a the thing like I won't go there. I won't give you wrong information. At least I'll try not to. Um, so what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to say a couple things I think could be suggestions. Um, you know, you can use a napkin or a paper towel. Whenever you're going to touch a handle on a surface um, and then have that napkin, you could put it in your pocket, but then you have to be careful not to put that hand in the pocket when the napkin is out. You know, wherever that napkin touched, it has the virus on it and it can stay for a long time, several days or several hours depending. So it, it's really tough to do that. Maybe the best thing is to just throw that napkin away. That's the best thing to do is open the door with a napkin or paper towel and then throw it in the garbage immediately. If you have doors around um, a building, you know, I think employers should prop open doors with uh, door stops everywhere they can. Like um, maybe the outer bathroom door, if it's propped open, then nobody touches the door handle. You know, I think that would be an ideal way to handle it. Here's what I do, and I sometimes do this even normally if I think I'm worried about getting a cold or something. You can touch the door in weird places, okay? So once again, this is an odds and statistics game. Um, What are the odds that somebody has touched the door, you know, at the top of the door, like the bathroom stall door? Fewer people touch it at the top. Uh, How many people have touched the bathroom stall door on the bottom? So you can use your elbow to turn the switch or slide the switch to unlock the bathroom door grab the bathroom door from the bottom of the door on the very edge bottom of the door, swing it open. Don't hit yourself in the face. (laughs) And then get inside and then close it with using the bottom again. And then, you know, maybe lock it with your elbow, uh, you know, slide the lock with your elbow or slide it with your, or get a piece of toilet paper and use that to lock the lock on the bathroom stall. So there's an example, you know, um, nobody touches the door on the bottom. So there shouldn't be many virus, much virus there. Um, what's another example? Um, I don't know. Just, uh, you can also use your elbow. That's another thing. Um, outside of your elbow. I find this interesting because one of the things you're supposed to do is if you, if you're coughing, you're supposed to use the inside of your elbow. So, Whatever so whatever you're doing to open doors and close things or do things with your hands or your elbows, you know touch it in a weird place, but then if you're coughing your hand, don't use your hand on that door, wash your hand, which brings me to the next point you want to um when you wash your hands, they say you have to do it, you have to do a good job, okay now, you don't want to go crazy, but you have to do a good job. so how do you do that? One suggestion I've always heard is if you count um you know, while, kick, while washing your hands. I suggest, you know, doing the ABCs. You know, go through the ABCs and maybe twice um, if you want to do a good job. I think ABCs once is probably sufficient, but you want to get in that amount of time. Find a song that you like, you know, some kind of maybe a kid's song. Um, like Barney, I love you, you love me. Sing the whole song. <laughs> and then um, uh, while you're washing your hands, and then you know that you've done it good enough. Interestingly enough, I heard somewhere that if you're having trouble when you're trying to go pee, you can also sing "Happy Birthday" to yourself or out loud if you well nobody's there, you know be careful or the alphabet singing to yourself will help you get going when you're trying to go to the bathroom. Um, no guarantees on that, but give it a try um. So the next thing um, is large gatherings of people. You've noticed that many sports events have closed down entire seasons. I think the basketball season is closed closed down. This is because like, it's also an odds game. You know, you have so many people coming to this arena and so many of them are sick or not sick. And then potentially everybody in that arena could somehow get the virus from that. And that's, um, that's a pretty bad situation. Um, this brings me to stores when you're going shopping. Okay. Everybody's been going shopping like crazy, trying to get toilet paper that high vaulted, you know, ever desired, you know, 36 pack of toilet paper. Uh, it's impossible to get, it seems. So, I mean, I think the fear is that people, if they get quarantined and then they don't have toilet paper, then, you know, it it would be kind of a, a step back. It wouldn't be, your normal life, you know, it, it would be terrible. Um, And that's, to be honest with you, that's kind of a first world problem. When you go to the grocery store and you're really after all of that toilet paper and whatnot, at least try to go to the grocery store when nobody's there. So go to the grocery store in the middle of the day. Don't go at lunchtime. Um, go earlier in the day, so several hours have passed. Maybe when the grocery store first opens, if it's not a 24 hour grocery store, uh, you could go at 5am, 6am to a grocery store that is 24 hours, uh, like a Walmart, um, staff are working, you know, very hard to try to clean all the surfaces that people touch and you can't assume that they will be up on their game, but they might be so, um, Odds are, if nobody's been shopping in the store, then the surfaces have been cleaned and people haven't touched the surfaces either. That's also more likely. So that's, I think, the best way to handle grocery shopping like that. Now, so where do I feel that the COVID virus, where do I think that the um, the biggest places where we're contracting it is? Now, they've pointed out that it's possible that money causes uh, the COVID virus to be um, transmitted from one person to another. Now, if the virus can live on paper for a few hours or even maybe a day or something like that, then I mean, cash is definitely something you want to stay away from. So that's one thing. The other thing, now, plastic, metal, surfaces. The first thing I thought of when I heard that is that the virus can live on these things for longer periods of time it sounds like a cell phone to me that's right, so the one thing that's very different from what uh, the way that we live our lives nowadays compared to the past is that everybody now has a cell phone in their hands. We touch everything, we touch our phone, we wash our hands, we pick up our phone. When did you clean your phone so Apple, I believe, put out something this week saying that it's safe to wash your iPhone with a Clorox wipe. But if you don't have any Clorox wipes, then, I mean, if you have hand sanitizer, you could also put that on a tissue and wipe your phone. Um, It's really hard to do or say because you don't want to damage the phone either. I mean, if you have a case like an OtterBox, um, that's like a waterproof case, Um, that's good. If you have a screen protector, um, tempered glass, I have one of those. So my phone is also my wallet and um, my wallet is actually suede. So I went with that because of the color. I generally choose like the kind of wallet or cell phone case that is easy to see. Like if it's laying on the floor or something somewhere, I've dropped it outside in a pile of leaves. If it's a color that kind of stands out good, then I go for it. I didn't really want a suede wallet anyway. Getting back to the point, this can be harbor, you know, viruses, COVID, the flu. Uh, so you want to be careful and wash your phone and or at least be mindful of it. If you're going to touch your face or, you know, go anywhere near your face with your hands, beware that if you've touched your phone, your phone could be carrying the virus all the time. So, you know. I'm not trying to make you paranoid, but it just seems to me to be a place where, you know, that could affect you. Right. So next thing I wanted to say is um, if you don't have toilet paper, if you're one of the people who is unlucky enough to get some, it's quite possible. Uh, You can do what they do in other countries such as India. You know, you can wash your hand with soap and water and, you know, start by you could, you could use a washcloth, you know, and it shouldn't be very much more difficult to clean than cleaning a cloth diaper. So if you've had someone, if you've, if you've had kids and you've had cloth diapers, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And, um, it's just a minor thing to deal with for now. I mean, so I think that's okay. Um, so it, a funny thing I think about is when I went to the grocery store all the toilet paper was sold out but not only the toilet paper the paper towels were sold out that made me laugh and that's so funny why are people buying paper towels as well I really think that the next problem we're going to have is everybody's going to have a clogged toilet <laughs> you you can't you know use toilet paper in your I mean I'm sorry paper towels in your toilet It's always a bad idea. So I hope that isn't like a big problem. Um, I also heard the virus can infect you through the ear. So that's really interesting because, you know, in this day and age, we use headphones a lot. So let's say you touch the bathroom door and then you touch your headphone and then you put your headphone in your ear. Just something to be mindful of. Um, I think best practices is the way to handle this. Um so another thing is if you want to touch your face, make all face touches deliberate. You know, you could set a reminder on your phone. <laughs> this is crazy, right? Set a reminder on your phone for every hour to touch your face. Uh make it something that's standardized. Uh do so with a paper towel or tissue, clean out your nose, keep your nose very clean. Um here's a statistic that I heard a while ago, which is funny and applies. Most people who pick their nose while driving in their car, it's because, not because of the free time, it's because of the air conditioner and or the heater. So there's like a wind blowing in your car. So anytime there's a wind blowing and it makes your nose tickle, it makes people pick their nose. So I guess you could stay away from those types of situations where you have wind blowing and you're making your nose tickle. Keep your nose clean intentionally using a paper towel or tissue, and you should pick your nose less. Uh, That's good. All right. What interests me, on a final note, what interests me about this is the fact that younger people, like myself, are less likely to get severe symptoms Um, but why do I care about not getting it? Well, number one, it's pretty yucky. I mean, yeah, so there's that. Number two, um, I don't want to be responsible for giving it to someone else. Um, my grandmother is in a nursing home and I haven't seen her in a long time. I would love to see her, but it's not the best time. And geez, I'm really worried for her and I hope that she doesn't get sick, um, and you know I really miss her. So, uh, wishing the best for everybody's grandparents and everybody over the age of sixty who's had previous health conditions. Um, oh, one more thing I was I forgot to say. Don't let your health take a turn for the worst. So the coronavirus seems to affect more dramatically people who've had uh, health conditions or are unhealthy. So if you're going to stay in your, in your house or your room, like a cave, it's good. You will be protected. But if your immunity system gets lower, like, uh, because you're not getting any fresh air, you're not getting any exercise. Um, what if you have diabetes and you're not getting to, you skip a dialysis. Jeez, I don't know if you should do that ever, but, um, So if you do any of these things, like you're actually making yourself weaker, it's best to try to, you know, take your vitamin every day, go for a walk, take your medicine every day, try to get in the best shape without getting too close to, you know, too many other people and stuff like that. Um, You know, go to work if you have to, but just try to do your best, do your best practices, washing your hands. Um, And I think that's all I can really say. But once again, uh, wish you all the best luck and take care.